0: It's Ray Franklin here. How are you doing, Your Honor and Plainsman Abroad podcast? And this evening we're going to be talking about a very serious situation. We've been lighthearted our last couple of episodes, so I want to dive into something serious as we sit here and talk about things that affect the culture and life here in the United States. I'm going to dive right into tonight's subject matter, which is a very serious one, which is COVID-19. There's so much you can say so far here as it is. It's the uh, last day of July going to the first day of August and COVID-19 is still raging in this country. It's a terrible virus and it's uh, killing people left and right and it's, the deaths are real and uh, people want to make excuses for the deaths and different things about the deaths and they're real, and they're real. So this year, of course, you know, 2020 started off, you know, the bang, I'm here Florida, so we had the Super Bowl we hosted this year. Hosted the Super Bowl in Miami, great game. Uh, Chiefs came back and won their first Super Bowl literally in half a century in 50 years. You know, Super Bowl IV was the last time the Kansas City Chiefs went to the Super Bowl, and was the last time they won a the Super Bowl. So, uh, half a century later, they come here in Miami, they win the Super Bowl. It's a great game. Uh, the NBA was going, the NHL was going. We're getting ready to start March Madness, and then boom, everything shuts down. And, nothing that has been the same for a lot of people. Millions of people lost their jobs over, overnight. And it, I know you hear about that, and you hear that when you look at you know the Great Depression, you think about the number of people who lost their jobs overnight or in a short period of time, and it just seems like a story. You know, Until it happens in your age, you realize, well, oh, this isn't a story. This is what we're going through right now. Uh, the mayor, yeah, city mayor, Miami city mayor, uh, Suarez said that uh, the county county itself had 50, went from uh, 50% unemployment. And that is a frightening number uh, due to the shutdowns of the virus. So The virus really works against us in one way that I think a lot of people don't really focus on. You know, if you watch the news coverage, depending on what station you watch, because all the coverage is biased pretty much. Uh, there's very few unbiased sources in the media that try to look at things factually. But the reality is, when you look at uh, the financial, not just the financial impact, but so many different impacts a, about the virus, and it just really, really, really—I think a lot of times it's overwhelming. A lot of times we're overwhelmed. But here, here, back to it: when you look at it and think that in a county that has approximately 2.7 million, maybe now 2.8, 2.9 million people, and the number of people who are employed in that county, half of them. Lost their job in a couple of days. That's just frightening. That's just frightening. That, that's economic numbers that can't even absorb in your head. And so, of course, here in Florida, we already have a terrible unemployment system. And even though we are the third most populated state, and one of the biggest economies in the world by on our own, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible unemployment system here. Pennies. I mean, you can't live off with of the unemployment just pennies a week roughly a little over $200 a week from the state so that's ridiculous for the state the amount of money it generates the amount of money that we made here through the really good years we had some really good years in Florida we should have had the unemployment system fixed nope but anyway um, when we look at the devastation of the disease it really works against us because we love to be around each other as humans human beings have always been pushing and working toward cities toward civilization toward gathering groups and you've always have worked in that you know if you read the Bible like I do and uh, if you look at after the flood you know there's only eight people you know, after the flood of Noah and you see the uh, mankind one nation one people that build the city under the leadership of Nimrod they built Babylon and And so you see man, as he gets, you know, off his spark after this cataclysmic destruction, this apocalyptic destruction, builds a city. (laughs) You know, so that's what human beings are. We're pushing toward We're Always pushing the cities, always pushing civilization forward. Always wanting to be around each other. And we can't with COVID. Because COVID, when we're around each other, it spreads. We get sick. Many of us die. And I think that's one thing that people really don't understand is, is this number of deaths. If I know a lot of people will go through and find to comb and find a death here that's fake or a death there that's fake. But what if there's on the other side, you know, a death that isn't fake, a death that they counted, that was COVID, they didn't count as COVID. So a lot of people, I don't believe those numbers. It's like, oh, go visit your local hospital. Go visit your local hospital. Go talk to your local mortuary dealer. You'll see those uh excuse me, mortuary dealers, you know, but go talk to your local mortician and see what's really going on. Talk to the people working in the morgue in your county and you'll see for real what the death numbers of COVID are and then you will get some common sense. Because again, people don't want to admit that without, I don't want to get in political This is not with a political uh, podcast, but the failure of government at every level is obvious. It's something that you can't uh, whitewash or or, or a under the rug but so many government levels have failed and and i think that that's obvious and we're not trying to pick on any party or any person but the the structure of the united states that people said for years wasn't ready for a pandemic on this scale uh was right they were right you know they were right the sky finally fell the chicken little sky was falling sky was falling and this time the sky finally fell and they were right so what do we do from here? What do we do? Where do we go from here? Because approximately one hundred fifty thousand deaths as of the date of this podcast—that's just that's too many. That's one hundred fifty thousand lives, one hundred fifty thousand families and communities and people impacted. And I just sit back and think: Do we know what's really going on here? And I'm seeing people lose relatives to COVID, and just hitting me hard. I remember when this started I, I have a co-worker I won't mention his name he doesn't like podcasts or anything like that but, but when this started he said this thing is very serious he's very conservative politically by the way very conservative politically and uh, he said this thing is very serious and it's not going to leave any family or any person really unscathed in some way it will impact you negatively you just have to hunker down and bear through it and work through it together and he was right since then i uh, that was like in March when this happened. And he was right. And here we are four months later, four and a half months later, and approximately 150,000 dead. Think about this. Stuff. Think about the dead total number. If you take off and say, okay, that number is a phony number. If you get rid of two-thirds of that number, you still, in the last four and a half months, have probably 50,000 people dead. That's insane. That's an insane amount. You're talking about four and a half months, 50,000. Towers deaths deaths from a virus that many people say wasn't even here months ago and I think that's where everything gets shady is misinformation because the thing about it is there are different reports and different things out there and we'll do a whole nother podcast on disinformation and, and how much disinformation has filled. The internet era had a little disinformation back when I first got on the internet 1998, 1999, around there at home, I first got home internet, but I had it in college around 94, 95, and I can tell you, the disinformation that's on the internet now is just ridiculous, I mean, you have people making podcasts that are just, not pod, only not only podcasts, but like YouTube channels, and other websites that are just lying, it's like they make stuff up, and you know they come out and say, hey, I was this, I was that, and you know, you got people chasing unknown non-existent cults, non-existent sex trafficking, non I mean, you got people chasing things that do not exist. And it's like, look, you're going to find some sex trafficking. You don't have to run around some secret website or secret code or go into some secret parlor. Just go to your local strip club. You're going to find people that are in sex trafficking. I guarantee it. So, again, walk them down the street. Go to your local massage parlor. You're going to find some people that are in labor traffic. Uh, go to your local strip club, you're going to find some like it. So Stop beating, you know, looking from the ground for some big, huge conspiracy when it's right in front of you. But that's a different, we're talking about trafficking, sex trafficking and advice and another one. But back to COVID, I just think it's weird. Because here, human beings, every time something bad happens, we all come together, you know. We either come together or we come together and turn against people or we, somehow some way we're always together. You know, churches get bombed and People meet in the spot of the ruined church the very next Sunday or next worship service. Mosques get burnt down. People rebuild the mosque. Schools are burnt down. People still rebuild schools. And people still burn. There's always that human being. We're still going to push forward. No matter it's a natural disaster or a man-made disaster. Who can forget that picture that you see uh, uh, during the Blitz where uh, the uh, woman is drinking tea. The English woman is sitting in the rubble of a building and drinking tea the rubble. So there's always this defiant spirit. But COVID works against that because COVID spreads. The one thing that it, that is you can, we can fight about masks, we can fight about goggles we can fight about vaccines one thing you can't fight about is when you're around other people, this stuff spreads and people get sick and then people die. And for when people aren't around each other we call it social distancing or call new normal. It doesn't spread. People don't get sick. People don't die. So this thing really works against us. So how do we deal with it? You know, back in my day, we didn't have again, again the early days of the internet. You know, you didn't have the broadband quality. You didn't have the video quality. It was terrible. But now, because of the technology advances, you can from home work, host classes, interact with people, and have like a, a relationship almost and connection without really spreading the disease. Not spreading the virus, so you can actually beat the virus in that way, and still have human connection without being human. I think long term, or the longer we do it, the more we human beings want our lives back, we want normal back. You know, a lot of us are habits of routine, and and when COVID happened, it really smashed routine. And I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm a routine regimented. Hey, this time I get up, I do this, 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 and this, and this 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 and this 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 and this and I hate things that upset my routine and I, I'm like hey we gotta get up this 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 is how it goes this and this and this and that's good in some ways and it's terrible in others because you have to have flexibility to make it through life you gotta you gotta be you flexible to make it through the venture. because life doesn't go before your routine and COVID was that big life lesson to Western civilization that no matter what you plan on doing no matter how rich you are, how powerful you are, how much money you spend, how, 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 how do you have things stacked, it'll come and get you. you know, rich people have died from COVID. Poor people have died from COVID. Of course, more poor people always do because we don't have they don't have, we don't have access to. Uh, a lot of the, you know, medicines, material, doctor's office. So you you do have that, you're always going to have that discrepancy, but it still comes from everyone. Rich people have died from COVID, many people have died from COVID, four people have died from COVID. Every social economic status, you can't have died from this disease globally. And people right now, as I talk, you know, on this podcast, record it, they're dying from COVID. All around the world. And the weird thing is this, if you take away COVID, people still will be dying because death Part of whole life, you know. but COVID is accelerating. That's one of those things that accelerates like war and the famine, and, and of course, and of course, the old-fashioned viruses. So, when you look at it and you think about it, it really does hit you kind of hard. How life changed so quickly? How the beginning of March we were talking about, you know, the Democratic primary process and fighting and, and whoever Biden and Bernie, you know, that was the big issue—and then two days later, nobody cared. You know, people had plans for graduation and summer vacation and anniversaries and holidays, and just all those things were gone. It was like we're gone. We're going to you know, can't go see grandma. Why? Because if you have COVID and you're 80, the matter you could kill grandma. So it was one of those things that really hit people home. And uh, of course in, in my life there are people battling COVID. I pray for them and support them and and and. and 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 just think of you know just think of it and just hope that uh, the the pharmaceutical community does the right thing and gets a working good vaccine because I something that Jared Posner he was on a, a different he was on Smirconish and you know, I don't do that not name dropping stuff you know I'm not famous like Smirconish or po, uh, Posner the, the Posner uh, author and funny thing is I saw him one time at San Slaven you now I had read his book on the triads when I was in high school. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my goodness, there's Sheryl Postman, there's Boston. And I was like, I've read the book in the trials. And I was in high school. He's right in front of me here at Sand's Club and Doral. So I was like, it's him, it's him. So he lives here in the Miami area. So it's, uh, it was a weird seeing. I didn't come up, pro- he didn't look approachable at all. Most authors and writers are that way. They're not approachable. So they just want to be left alone. You know, Sandslope, buying, you know, Bulk, you butter or whatever. So that's the way it goes. So, again, back to what I was saying, but, uh, we talked about something so on Smirconish about not getting there first doesn't I mean you're gonna get there the best, which means the first vaccines may not be the best vaccines, and you want the best vaccines. So, me personally, I am gonna, when they get a vaccine that I trust, again, uh, I definitely will take it because it's like, hey, you know what? I want this. I wanna get back to life. I wanna get back to going to football games, going to sporting events, going to concerts, you know, you know. They had a great concert lined up this year, Weezer, Fallout Boy group Green Day, and I was gonna go see. We fall out, boy, and leave. another Green Day fan, so but uh, uh but uh, I was going to see that tour. And of course, they had a date here, and they were ready to rock and roll. and I was worried about rain and lightning and thunderstorms. Like, I oh, know, dude, uh, COVID canceled the whole tour. So, you no, know, they're talking about I heard uh, the day on Smith Comics as well. I guess say I'm a big moderate because I'm a big Smith fan, but uh, nine billion dollars in losses they were saying for ticket sales for. Uh, concerts this year that's brutal i mean that's that's how a lot of artists live because again record sales and music sales for most artists aren't really that high so they live off of doing show live shows that's how they pay their bills so a lot of them are struggling right now so you think about man how are you doing not doing good work he hasn't done a show in here so it's really, 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 really rough. The elite artists who have a, to sleep on cash, yeah, they can go a year without earnings, but the most artists that you listen to, they don't have a lot of money. They just live like we do, and they just their job is uh, they perform. Right? They don't have people show up. They don't, they don't get paid, so uh, they just think about them, and I do agree that that's an impact of COVID. A lot of people aren't thinking about the you know, People who have jobs outside of the known industries, people in the arts, People in entertainment, people who are entertainers, people who support the entertainment industry, uh, New York City, the theaters, the people who support the theaters there—they're uh, shut down for the rest of the year. Here in Florida, the tourism has been a beast. I mean, we have lost all those international tourism—billions of dollars we've lost, billions of dollars we've lost. We're pretty much, the only people going to stuff—the store stuff that's open, you know, Disney World's open, Universal's open—it's just locals going, and it's just not enough to keep you know those things profitable. So, COVID really has had a devastating economic impact, uh, and it's had a devastating health impact, and devastating emotional impact. People losing routine, losing things. It's really, really shaking the foundations of Western civilization, and it happened overnight. Little, overnight. Go to where we were at New Year's Day. New Year's Day, Western civilization. CNN, the Fear Network. Uh, was, was whispering about, hey, there's something going on in China, could come here. And they were really after news day really focusing on COVID. They, the COVID News Network CNN And they got this one right. Because again, they were like, hey this is serious. We need to take this is serious. This is serious. This is serious. We need to be thinking about plans. And never was like, ah CNN you're just being your usual panicky and negative cells. Said, no, this time they were right, you know. They're still panicking now, but, you know, this thing when it hit, it hit so hard, it hit so fast, it hit so deadly, you know. And there were people calling it a hoax and saying this was a hoax and made up. And they were calling it a hoax. And you go back, you can find videos of people calling it a hoax and, and writing it a hoax. And all of a sudden, now those people are down like, I a heck of a hoax, ain't it? But it isn't. It isn't. So. Where we are today is the administration, governments all over the country, whether it be federal, whether it be state, whether it be local, need to come together and stop fighting. No, you know, this is terrible in the election because everybody wants to turn everything to a, a parking point to gain political power. So I know that nothing better than that than here. Uh we don't uh the unemployment situation is still bad and unemployment benefits ran out today, the extra benefits throughout the country and uh Congress says we're gonna we're gonna break tonight. Uh, break. Yeah, they, they, like they went home for the weekends like the Senate didn't convene, the house went home. It's like what are you guys doing? Like you guys should work for us. I'm like why did they even not do a deal? Congress again hates deadlines. That's so why we had so many shutdowns in the last few years, and Congress has just really become just—I don't know—just it's just a sad state of like voters. Us voters need to watch who we vote for. Too many times, vote what would people like or people do good speeches or people who think we're cool—they are terrible, terrible, terrible politicians. I've never seen Congress as just inept in my life. It was just. Why couldn't Congress get this right? Why couldn't the Republicans or Democrats or Independents sit down and say, hey, let's get this right? You know, back in March when it first hit and there was a tidal wave, they got this stuff done pretty fast. You know, Congress moved overnight, got these bills passed, and it was fine, and now it's like, eh, we don't care. It's like, what? I just don't get it. I I, I sometimes, you always think if you vote all 535 of them out, the problem is. What you replace what's still going to do the exact same thing as the 535 that you replace. So just I guess power corrupts. But in COVID season, you know, uh, that's what I call it, it's the season of COVID. It, it just has changed everything. It, it changed the response to things. It changes government response to things, summer camps, businesses, dreams gone. And that's something I, I really wanted to focus on. Is dreams, Because uh, around me, there are a lot of businesses that opened last year that are gone because of COVID. And when you look at an empty building, that you knew something was there. That you knew people had built it and sweated and were having success and was trying to get that business off the ground. And now you go by and it's just for lease, cleared out, everything's gone. And you just know that somebody lost a dream. A lot of people are, are who worked their whole lives for businesses and family businesses, they, they're they never coming back. And it's just not four or five people who lost a job, it's people who lost dreams. There's nothing like dreams. I, I love seeing people when they have positive dreams, dreams come sure. true. I still love to see people get their businesses off the ground. Love to see people, you know, make communities better. I love when I talk to a person and you know, I love this one woman, she has multiple businesses and it's multiple childcare businesses that can't operate right now. For months, she has not been able to operate since March. For four months, she's lost a ton of money. She had to fire, fire all her employees, or lay them for a them. And that's her dream. You know, you know I, I talk to people, these are their dreams. And they're gone. Not because they did anything wrong, but because of the virus. It just doesn't make up. Doesn't make sense. It's that, as Oswald Chan talks about, the tragic nature of life. That the nature of the reality of life is tragic. And he wrote in his book, uh, Baffled to Fight Better, that some clouds have no silver lining. Some clouds are black through and through. He wrote it, uh, of course, right before he died, which was during World War One. So he's like telling a mother, a wife who lost a husband or son, about a silver lining. There is no silver lining. I just think about this virus and what it's taken from people and, and just and just the dreams and that's the thing. The lives that are lost, the moments that were lost, but the dreams really get to me. So when I think about COVID, I think about lost dreams. I think about lost dreams. because it seems like we can deal with death physical death. We can deal with a lot of things. but we can't deal with loss of dreams. Loss of, of of something that made you feel good, made you feel whole, made you motivated every single day. Years for years, you know, every single day, all the moments, all those people that were so good to me, were so good to each other, all gone. for No fault of their own, cause of a virus. And that's just tragic nature of life. Now think about the virus, you know, I don't know where it I mean, say it occurs in nature, animal, animal, man to man, Chinese research labs, I don't know. My own personal opinion on it is both are true, that it was a naturally occurring virus that somehow the Chinese government worked manipulated in their lab to human to human and it got out somehow, either accidentally or intentionally, and has wreaked habit on the world. But I think you really have to look at the Chinese government. Their response, their initial line, the World Health Organization's initial botching and, and, and misinformation they put out, and just being wrong. That really put people behind the 8 ball. So it, it really, it really was a failure. Not only in the United States, the government now, the governments here in the United States that have failed. It was government globally that failed. I'll say it again, it was government globally. It started with China's government that, hey world, we got a problem here in Wuhan. We're shutting Wuhan down. You don't want to come to our nation right now. We're not letting anybody out. We're not letting you in because we got something here that is very, very bad, very, very dangerous, very, very deadly, and very, very fast moving. We have the final doomsday virus. And you know what? We are not going to let you guys be contaminated by this. It's human to human. It's airborne. It moves fast. It moves deadly. It is no joke, and you folks, you need to stay the heck out of our country. Things have been different. Dreams wouldn't be dead. People would be alive. Trillions of dollars globally would still be out there. Nah. Nah. Government lied. Government covered up until so it was too late, until so it couldn't cover no more. This is worse than Chernobyl. Noble was a failure of the, of the uh, Russian Soviet Union. This was a failure of global government. I don't know, so where do we go? So I don't like ending on a negative note. I want to go back to dream. I think The dream has to be as a human beings to come together and fight this virus. We have to come together and first thing we have to do is make sure the pharmaceutical companies and research companies are doing their best to be the best to get us a vaccine that can handle this. Two, economically, the world has to come together and say, how are we going to get these trillions back going? Three, governments have to understand when this is over, whether it's next year or the year after. The governments have to get together and say, we can't allow this to happen again. When there's an outbreak, something like that, in our country. we got to shut things down. We have to have ventilators, PPE, we need tons of PPE, tons of sanitizer, tons ton of cleaner. Uh, we need to have more accurate reporting in the media. And we need to make sure that these things don't happen again. That we're not sitting running around trying to fight over government and then has governments are fighting over uh, surgical masks. We need to make sure that things are done well, that they're, they're, if the global supply chain is disrupted, so we can modify it. There has to be a consorted effort globally to make sure this doesn't happen again. So globally, lives aren't lost. Globally, trillions aren't lost. And globally, dreams are We have a lot to learn from us as a planet, as a Western civilization. I love Western civilization. Down to Alexander the Great and Julius Caesar and William Shakespeare. I love Western civilization. But I will say this was a huge, 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 huge learning thing for Western students so to, to take these things seriously. So the, nation that, the nations that took it seriously, they made good progress on it. Taiwan, New Zealand, yes, they had some variables of travel and stuff, but Taiwan had been preparing 16 years really uh, for something like this and they were ready to roll. And uh, we weren't. So I think next time we just gotta get ready. We just gotta get ready in case something else comes out. So that's another thing I wanna say about COVID season. You know. Dreams are lost, may new dreams come. Let's work, new dreams come, and let's turn this huge, deadly, seriously deadly negative into an opportunity to not repeat these mistakes, to make government at every level in the United States and out better, and for us as a global community to conquer this stuff as one. Because the reality is, that virus doesn't care. That virus does not care who you are, what country you're in, that virus will kill you It has. That's says that it's gonna kill more people tomorrow. So let's learn from it, humans. Let's work together. Let COVID season be the reason you finally stopped playing silly games and started being honest. As China wasn't ours, let's start working together. See you later. <laughs>